0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com hello and welcome to the U podcast this is chloe brotheridge I am your host. I'm a hypnotherapist, a coach, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution. So, today I'm going to be talking about a topic which has been requested quite a bit, and it's all about the power of your subconscious mind and how you can actually harness that to transform a lot of your problems as well. So, I want to let you know before we get into it that I am running my online program, which is called Your Calmest Self. So the programme opens on the 4th of March 2019 and the doors are open for a week so it'll be closing on Sunday the 10th of March 2019. So you've got a week to decide if it's for you and to join and then the programme starts as a group on the Monday the 11th. So I'm running it a bit differently this time. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. It's actually going to be a 12-week programme To give people a bit more time to work through the modules. And I'm gonna be incorporating for the first time three live calls with me, which will be an online workshop where I'll be teaching tools and mindset shifts to really help you to get to the root of where your anxiety comes from and help you to eliminate it for good. There'll also be a chance for you to ask me questions live on the call as well. And don't worry, if you can't make the live calls, there will be recordings that will be there indefinitely so you can always check back in with those another thing I'm doing this year for the first time is I'm going to be putting everyone on the course into a very small group of about two or three people to be your buddy for the program somebody that can be your cheerleader your support your accountability buddy because it's so much easier to make changes make positive changes when we have someone who's got our back and someone that we can let them know in whatsapp you know i'm struggling with this today or celebrate with us if we've made progress and just having that accountability i think is so so important and so everyone is going to get into a small group for that accountability so i know this program has the potential to really help you to change your life for the better to give you those tools to manage your anxiety, to help you to shift your mindset and to work at that very deep level, the subconscious, so that automatically you find yourself becoming a calmer person. And so just a reminder of the date that it's open, it's the 4th of March, 2019, closes on the 10th of March and the course starts on the 11th. So I run it every six months or so. So if you are keen to join, do check out the details now at karmayou.com/ forward slash A big part of it is these hypnotherapy recordings which I created specifically for people with anxiety, knowing so much about how anxious people think, having experienced a lot of anxiety myself, and also working with people one-on-one for the last seven years and knowing just what it is that we need to take on board and learn and let go of so that we can start to become our calmest selves. So if you're interested in joining, now is the time. You can head to karma-u.com forward slash program to find out all the details. All right, so in this podcast, I'll be talking about your subconscious mind and also hypnotherapy and how you can use hypnotherapy yourself at home. You don't need to come and see a hypnotherapist to start to change your mind. And if you listen to the end of this recording, I'm going to include a 10-minute Hypnotherapy session that you can follow along with, and I would say that for the last ten minutes of this podcast, don't listen when you're driving because it's not going to be safe for you to obviously close your eyes and get into this very deep state. But obviously, you don't need to worry about that now. You can still be driving and listening to this if you happen to be driving now. So I'll tell you a bit about how I first discovered hypnotherapy. I was traveling. I'd, I think, what year was it? Two thousand and nine, and I was traveling and experiencing a lot of social anxiety obviously when you're traveling you're having to go to lots of different places meet new people and i was just finding that my anxiety around other people was really holding me back and i discovered some hypnotherapy recordings and listened to them when i was traveling and just found them really helpful and found that gradually they were starting to transform the way i was thinking about things and I'd also listened to at that time, I think it was Paul McKenna, he, ha- he had a kind of a weight loss hypnotherapy recording, and I had sort of followed his programme, which was all about mindful eating, and um, found that effective as well. Because another thing about travelling and being kind of away for a long time is that there's a lot of food around, and I was finding it really hard to not just eat loads and overeat. So I'd found the Paul McKenna hypnotherapy recordings really powerful so my first experiences with hypnotherapy was not with a therapist but actually with these mp3s and i remember when i was when i'd got back from traveling i got my first job and again i was really struggling with my confidence and even with oh it's painful to think about it now even with talking to my housemates i still felt you know, anxious and like I couldn't properly kind of open up and be myself. And I again returned to some hypnotherapy recordings and found that over a couple of weeks of listening every day, I was chattier with my housemates. I felt more relaxed around them. I was kind of building better relationships with them because that level of anxiety had gone down and I was feeling a lot more confident. So the way that hypnotherapy works is on the subconscious mind now people sometimes ask me where is the subconscious which part of the brain can it be located and i'm sorry to say that it isn't actually a part of your brain it's it's kind of more of a concept than anything else you might have seen pictures of an iceberg in the past talking about the subconscious mind where a small amount of the iceberg can be seen on the surface and that's your conscious mind But then you look below the surface and there's this huge mass of iceberg that is 10 times bigger than the iceberg on the surface of the water that you can see. And this represents how so much of our minds and so much of our thoughts, our feelings, our habits are not controlled by the conscious mind. They're actually controlled by your subconscious. And by subconscious, all we mean is anything that you don't consciously have control over. So in the case of anxiety, for example, say you have a panic attack, you know, you haven't consciously decided to have a panic attack, or say you experience social anxiety, like I did quite badly, you don't make a conscious decision to close down or to start your heart racing or to feel like you had, you know, you can't say anything because you your mind goes blank. That is not a conscious decision that you make, it is something subconscious. Is happening below the surface, you don't feel like you can properly control it. So, why do we have these subconscious patterns or beliefs or issues that can hold us back? So, often it goes back to earlier stages in our lives. So, if you think about a child before the age of about eight, we are in download mode. So, our brains are developing, we're learning about the world, we copy things that we see. We are remembering things that people say to us, and we're very impressionable at a young age. And this is a very helpful ability. It really (laughs) helps us to learn how to walk and talk and read and write and do all these really useful things. But the downside is that we're very susceptible to taking on board less helpful things. So, all of us, and no one escapes childhood without taking on board some bullshit, I promise all of us have taken on board some negative shit from our past. So it might be from parents and, you know, say your parents got divorced and you learned from that experience that life is uncertain, for example. Or say you had a father who had anxiety and he was always talking about the things that he was worried about. Your young mind would take that on board and learn being a warrior is a good thing, because this is what my elders are doing. And so I need to be a warrior as well to stay safe. It might be that teacher told you something at school, you learned something from being bullied, you took on board a message from being bullied that you're not worthy or that people don't like you. And so I mentioned this, I think, in my shame um, podcast, which is episode 12, talking about how we take things on board through experiences in our lives and they stay with us at a subconscious level. And when we're young, we don't understand the context, we can't see the bigger picture, we take things quite literally, we take things personally. And so it's very easy for us to learn things at a subconscious level at an early age that may even had good good intentions so your mum saying to you don't speak to strangers or telling you to be careful I always remember my mum telling me to be careful all the time and that is a very well-meaning piece of advice but as a young child if you take on board the message that you need to be careful all the time that could lead to anxiety in later life or it could mean that you're a person that is very much on high alert a lot of the time so we all take on board these subconscious messages in our childhoods and also through experiences in our lives. So, if you go through something very stressful, your mind is more likely to remember that event. So, we all remember, you know, stressful things that have happened in our lives or when we experienced a shock, or probably all of us remember where we were when we found out about 9 11 or where we were when we found out that Princess Diana had died. These are things that really stick in our mind because they are emotional, there might have been a shock aspect, it might have been stressful. It's basically a a protection mechanism to try to keep us safe in the future that we remember stressful events. So this is another way that in adulthood we can take things on board subconsciously. So say you got made redundant, you might have found that experience to be stressful, traumatic, it might have created a lot of fear and so your subconscious holds on to it and you might take on board a belief, you might take on board some wariness, some fear, some kind of behaviour or habit as a result of that and it's very often about trying to keep you safe. So through these experiences, through experiences in your childhood and then ones that you've had as an adult, you are taking on board your subconscious programming, your opinion of yourself, your beliefs, your habits, your behaviours, your way of responding to things and of course some of these are going to be really helpful and useful and there are going to be some that are holding you back and this difference between the subconscious mind and conscious mind is what explains how many of us can know rationally that we have nothing to worry about or we can know that we're good at our jobs. And yet there's this deeper fear or concern that something bad is going to happen or that we're frauds and we're going to get found out because the subconscious mind and the conscious mind have different ideas. And often what I'm working with people to help them with is to take on board positive ideas subconsciously that they know rationally are true and to reprogram and actually deprogram a lot of the time those beliefs and habits and ways of responding and ways of feeling that they took on board in the past and that got developed either through experiences in their life or from their childhoods now you don't have to you know undergo hypnotherapy in order to change things in your subconscious what will do that is repetition as well so you hear about people using things like cognitive behavioural therapy, where you are challenging negative beliefs and replacing negative beliefs with new positive beliefs. And it's not as if you do that once and it suddenly cures you, you have to do it again and again and again. And eventually you transfer that new positive belief into your subconscious mind with repetition. Another way of doing this is to say affirmations and to affirm to yourself about there's new beliefs and what you want those new beliefs to be so telling yourself that you're a confident person this is one of my favorite ones I'm a confident person or I am more than enough and if you feel like doing some affirmations I would I would really recommend it and to supercharge your affirmations I suggest looking at yourself in the mirror as you say your affirmations and you might feel a bit stupid at first but it's a really powerful way of helping you to subconsciously start to take on board that new belief so think about what you could start to say to yourself in the mirror out loud and with enough repetition you're gonna send that message to your subconscious so another way that we can change our subconscious mind is with visualization and hypnotherapists will often say that your the language of your subconscious is visualization so if you want to send a message to your subconscious mind, using visualization is the way to do it. So an example of this might be, oh so many people I talk to experience this actually, thinking about how a meeting is going to go in the future. And what most of us do if we're experiencing anxiety is to imagine all the things that could go wrong. We imagine that we'll walk into the meeting room and we will feel embarrassed and flustered, we'll drop things, we'll get put on the spot with a question and we won't know the answer, we'll go bright red, we'll you know, be shaking as we're holding our bit of paper, or the projector will break, and we imagine all the things that could go wrong. And the reality is that the majority of the time, the vast majority of the time, things end up turning out well. And actually, what would it be like to instead of imagining the worst, to actually start to imagine quite vividly using visualization and your imagination what it would be like if that meeting was going to go well. So it would be to imagine walking into the meeting room, making eye contact with everyone, smiling, noticing that you're breathing deeply, finding that as you're speaking, you're speaking slowly and the words just seem to flow And you're giving your presentation with ease, and you're feeling confident, and you get great feedback at the end of the meeting. And as you repeat this visualization, this new image of how you really want things to be, you're sending that message to your subconscious, and you're speaking in the language of your subconscious, which is creating um, a visualization and with enough practice that really starts to send a message to your subconscious and this is something that I am doing with nearly all my clients and when we're in a state of hypnosis using visualization gets supercharged and we've got much more access to the subconscious mind and can really send those messages deep into the subconscious to help you to take them on board and believe them and to know that that is possible for you. But if you're wanting to try this just for yourself, I would really strongly recommend that you start to create images of how you want things to be and imagine it going right. And imagine what it will be like to live your day free of anxiety and to to feel more confident in situations and to be happy and making the most of every day. Now, whenever I talk about hypnotherapy, um, there are a lot of Myths that go along with hypnotherapy. I always find it quite amusing how, when I meet people, 80% of the people that I meet when I tell them what I do are fascinated, and they say, "Oh, can you hypnotize me?" There's about 20% of people that look really suspicious and almost as if they don't want to look me in the eye. They will often kind of look around, wondering if I'm hypnotizing them on the spot or something like that, which I always just find find very amusing. But there are a lot of myths surrounding hypnotherapy. So I'm going to bust a few myths for you. So firstly, there's no finger clicking. I mean, some hypnotherapists will do this, but I personally don't. My techniques are a bit more modern, a bit more friendly. I don't think finger clicking is a very friendly thing to do. Um, And it's certainly not necessary for you to get into hypnosis. Another myth is that you will lose control. And this has got to be... Isn't this probably the anxious person's biggest fear, losing control? And so I'm always trying to reassure people that actually you don't lose control in a hypnotherapy session. You are aware of everything that's happening. You could open your eyes and walk out at any time, but you just get into this deeper state. It feels a bit like a daydream. You get into this deeper state where basically you're more receptive. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.